Now, back to InfoTrack. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. When you're dealing with criminals, such as international kidnappers, you better be an expert at negotiation. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey talks to a former FBI expert who shares negotiating tactics you can use in almost any situation. Roy? Thank you, Chris. We're talking with Chris Voss. He's a former FBI hostage negotiator. He's the founder and principal of the Black Swan Group, a consulting firm that guides Fortune 500 companies through complex negotiations. And he's the author of Never Split the Difference, Negotiating as if Your Life Depended on It. Chris, when we're talking about negotiation, that doesn't just apply to people in corporate boardrooms. We all do it in everyday life, right? Yeah, you know, people ask me about that all the time. And I got to tell you, if the word yes is in the air, if it's in the conversation, you're in a negotiation. So that can apply to parenting and workplace and pretty much everywhere we go. <laughs> Especially in parenting, right? Kids are always <laughs> trying to get us to say yes. Well, you're a former FBI negotiator, so maybe you could give us just one or two examples of your most difficult situations as a negotiator, because I know some of your experiences caused you to reevaluate and rewrite some of your strategies. Right. Well, anytime things were going in a direction that I didn't want them to go, which you'd say to yourself, well, that's got to be the direction all the time, hostage takings and kidnapping. But it's really not. I mean, most conversations you have, you know how it's going to turn out. The question is, can you speed up the process? And if you don't like where it's going, can you turn it? Those are the real difficult ones. And we had some kidnappings that actually the biggest one ended up differently in a way that we didn't expect it to. Some people got killed. They were supposed to come out. It happened in the Philippines. And at that point in time, I realized, you know, I, we just got to get better. I have to do a better job at this. And in the process of trying to get better, I mean, what does this have to do with business negotiation? I went back to study business negotiations to see if it could help our hostage negotiations. And that's when I decided it was the same thing. It just the circumstances were different. Chris, the subtitle of your book is Negotiating as if Your Life Depended on It. Can you maybe explain what that means, and especially in terms of just everyday negotiations? Yeah, it sounds pretty extreme, right? Like, yeah. how many of my negotiations every day does my life really depend upon? And I got to tell you, we treat so much stuff that happens to us on a daily basis as if it's the end of the world. I mean, there's an old saying, your biggest problem is your biggest problem. So, you know, we tend to get invested in all our conversations, especially if we view it as a negotiation, because we think about it, what's the good that's going to come from it if I get this? You know, what happens if I get this job? Or what happens if I don't get this deal? It's going to be the end of the world. So all your negotiations in tiny little ways, actually your life does depend upon it. The two millimeter shifts that you can make that over an extended period of time is going to have a massive impact on your life which is also the reason why we call the company the Black Swan Group because we believe that in every negotiation there are three to five tiny little things that could happen, three to five black swans that could come up that's going to make all the difference in the world. And actually, when you think that your life is very involved in negotiations, then your life does depend on it on a regular basis, and it's just a, a way to make it better. Our guest on InfoTrack is Chris Voss. He's a former FBI hostage negotiator and now the author of Never Split the Difference, Negotiating as if Your Life Depended on It. One of your chapters is entitled, Trigger the Two Words that Immediately Transform Any Negotiation. What are those two words and why are they so powerful? All right, so those magic two words, and when I tell you what they are, you know, you're not going to feel the heavens open and the choir sing. But when we talk about it a little bit, maybe you realize in a subtle way that's what happens. All right, so the words are, that's right. 
And I'll tell you, that's what people say when they hit an epiphany. Like any time you've been watching something on TV and something happened, you saw something that you completely believed in, you said, that's right. It's the enthusiastic embrace of what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. I think it's two things. When you get somebody to say that's right to you, number one, you've triggered an epiphany, which moves people forward. They pronounced what you've just said as the absolute truth and they embraced it. The other thing when someone says that's right to you, and I had another person point this out to me. They said, you know, I think it's the other side signaling that they feel empathy from you. And this whole process really, in many ways, is about triggering empathy from the other side. As a mercenary, I want to use empathy because I want empathy in return. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to trigger it in you. I'm trying to gain the tactical advantages that triggering that process in you gives me. Now, the missionary side of me likes it because, you know, I actually want you to be happy. It sounds corny, but I care about whether or not the people that I do business with, the people around me, whether or not they're happy, whether or not they lead productive lives. If they're happy, they're going to treat me better. That's the mercenary side. But, you know, as a hostage negotiator, just as a human being, I care about people. So I'm trying to trigger this process so that together we move forward. Can you give us maybe one or two examples of how parents can improve their negotiation techniques with their kids? Because every parent is a constant negotiator, whether they realize it or not. Yeah, you know, a lot of negotiating with children is really setting boundaries. And you have to set solid boundaries for your kids. And you also, you got to make your kids think because eventually you're not going to be there. They're going to have to think for themselves. So, you know, a great thing to do to both set a boundary and make a child think is to ask them either a good what or how question. You know, a lot of people refer to the open-ended questions as also the interrogatives, who, what, when, where, how, and why. But actually, the most powerful, and we call them calibrated because they're calibrated for effect. The most calibrated effect you can have is if you ask someone what or how. It makes them stop and think. It's what Danny Kahneman called in the book, Thinking Fast and Slow, slow thinking, which is actually deep thinking. And you want to teach your kids how to think better, then you ask them more how and what questions. What are you trying to accomplish with that? Or how do you expect me to give you permission to do that? You know, throw that how back on your child. Not only does it make them think, but the sneaky part of it is it wears them out, which is exactly what you want to do to them. Always seeking that tactical advantage. Every step of the way. <laughs> every good parent should be seeking the tactical advantage also. And I got, I got one more story I got to tell you. There's another great technique with kids is called mirroring, which is just repeating the last three words that they've said. So uh, my co-writer is uh, writing a chapter on mirroring and he bounces his stuff off his sister because his sister is a great sounding board for him. And she reads a section on mirroring. She says, I'm trying this on my nine-year-old right now. <laughs> and she called the nine-year-old on a phone because it was some issue that they were working on. And she got off the phone. She looked at my co-writer. And she said, that totally worked. I'm doing that from now on. So uh, mirror your kids. You'll be surprised at how well it works. Chris, just as a final thought, if you were going to choose one single lesson that you learned as an FBI hostage negotiator that the average person could take and apply to their everyday life, what would that be? Be ready to take a step back for just a moment. Take a step back, let the other side go first. Hostage negotiators, our old saying was, what's it going to take to get the hostage taker to come out? He'll tell us, but not directly. So what's it going to take to make your deal with your counterpart? 
You don't talk people into anything. They talk themselves into stuff. So take a step back and encourage them to talk themselves into your deal, and you'll be surprised at how often that works. Chris Voss, former FBI hostage negotiator and the author of Never Split the Difference, Negotiating as if Your Life Depended on It. Chris, do you have a website where people can learn more? Yeah, it's blackswanltd.com. All right, thanks again for joining us on InfoTrack. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.